Welcome to Literacy Matters, Empowered Conversations, a production of Learning Without Tears. I'm your host, Dr. Cheryl Lundy-Swift, with your go-to monthly podcast, where we dive into important literacy topics, get practical tips, and listen to inspiring stories from experts in the field. Joining me today are Dr. Christina Bretz and Dr. Suzanne Asherson. Dr. Christina Bretz is an occupational therapist from Lexington, Kentucky. She's been with Learning Without Tears for the past 23 years. Currently, Christina serves as the Internal Learning Manager for Learning Without Tears and an adjunct professor at Eastern Kentucky University in Richmond, Kentucky. She's experienced in early childhood education, school-based occupational therapy, home health, and telehealth. Our next guest, Dr. Suzanne Asherson, is a pediatric occupational therapist in Beverly Hills, California. She has many years of experience working in the California public schools and private schools in the Los Angeles area. Since 2007, Suzanne has served as a national presenter and subject matter expert with Learning Without Tears. She has been featured in several national news outlets to speak about cursive and handwriting, including the New York Times, LA Times, and most recently, the Wall Street Journal on the topic of the cursive resurgence in California. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you, Cheryl. Happy to be here. Me too. Great to have you guys. So all of this talk about handwriting, why is handwriting so important, especially cursive, in today's world of technology? Well, I'll tell you that handwriting is super important still in today's world of technology because children have to be able to do both. They have to be able to write and they have to be able to use a keyboard. So it's not one versus the other. Both are super important. They both have an important role for our students and also for us as adults, right? We have to be able to hold a pencil, hold a pen, take our notes um, as adults and as children, you know, even though they have access to technology all day long, it's not one versus the other. You know, um, they have to be able to hold the pencil correctly. That's what they're using when they're writing in their notes and taking their tests. Um, and so, yeah, cursive is important, but not only that, so is print. Uh, print is important because children have to be able to form those letters. Um, in writing print, that will help the child to also write in cursive, not to mention when you're keyboarding, you're looking at a keyboard full of letters, and those letters are in print. Another aspect of that, Suzanne, is looking at um, the, the school day. And students are writing about 60% of the school day, you know, whether it's in their journals or taking spelling tests or doing math problems, they're using a pencil during that time. So mm -hmm. it's important for us to be able to teach them how to write in print and then eventually to transition into writing in cursive, which is really going to promote that speed and fluency of their writing. Wow. Well, you know, so it sounds like you guys are onto something because I just read this morning that there are currently 23 states that require some type of handwriting instruction. In fact, California, your governor, uh, Suzanne, just signed a bill mandating handwriting instruction, including cursive. And, you know, can you tell me why that is and it, why, why do you think the states are actually doing this? I think that the states are figuring out that 
we want to best help our students to succeed. We want to best help them to do well in their classroom, to do well on their state tests. And in doing so, cursive is actually faster than print. Um, I'll never forget working with a young child in third grade. She told me one day, you know, Miss Suzanne, cursive is faster. And I said, well, why is it faster? And she told me it's because I don't have to lift my pencil up between the letters of the words. That's true. And she was correct. <laughs> and that, and too, even thinking about children with dysgraphia and dyslexia, Suzanne, as you say, they picking up that pencil after the words. When we think about that, that's a unit, right? That word is a unit. And when they're only having to pick up their pencil after that word, it can help to reduce reversals. And um, so that's something too that cursive can be beneficial for. It's really good for children of all abilities. And I would also say with cursive, you know, a lot of times we, we hear, well, um, we have new teachers or young teachers that are coming into the education world and they say, well, I, was, I wasn't taught cursive um, when I was in school. So that professional learning that's happening and we can teach those new teachers and um, those teachers that may have that, that turnover, maybe they've been teaching kindergarten um, for a number of years and now they're having to teach third grade and they have to teach cursive. Well, we're going to teach them too, right along with it, with our professional learning of learning how to make those connections within those letters in cursive. Because cursive is all about the connections. It really is looking at how to connect those letters within a word. Wow. And so go ahead, Chris, Suzanne. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna add on to that that yes, sure. it's about the connection between those between those those letters within the words, but also it doesn't have to be that old fashioned cursive, you know, that cursive with all those loop de loops and curly cues. We're we are teaching a vertical style cursive. Why are we teaching a vertical style cursive? People ask this all the time. So mm -hmm. I wanna ask you, Cheryl, and everybody else who's listening to us, why do you think that in the day why was cursive invented with a slant hmm i i have no idea can you tell us sure you don't want to take a, ta a stab at it well i mean maybe it has something to do with um you know what they were writing with or something you got it you got it yes back in the day what did people use when they were writing in cursive, when they were writing the Declaration of Independence, what were they using? I bet they were using one of those quills with the feathers on it. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. And Cheryl, do our kids use quills during the school day? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and the reason why that cursive had a slant with a quill was because you had to have a, a slanted cursive. If it was a vertical, that ink was going to spit and splatter. And so it had to be a beautiful slant. But yeah. nowadays, we're not using a, a, a quill. So why not make it easier for our students and use a vertical style cursive? That's a real paradigm shift there because a lot of us <laughs> like our slanted writing. But I think you're right when it comes to uh, being easier that it's vertical. I love that idea. Thank well, you. And, and Cheryl, when you mentioned about the slanted writing and we're going to teach it in the easiest way in connecting those letters, but also we're going to, there's going to be that personalization that children are going to do just like we do. 
we yeah. we probably do not write our name the same way we were taught in third grade, do we? No, I definitely no. don't. I know I don't either. <laughs> no. So <laughs> exactly. So we are going to teach it in an easy way. Children are going to learn it in this easy way, but then they're going to have their own style and they're going to be able to use maybe as they get older, a mixture of print and cursive. But one way that we can use this and teach this is through manipulatives and using the double line blackboard that Suzanne has in front of her. So Suzanne, do you want to talk about the wet, dry, try and that multi-sensory learning? Right. So with learning without tears, we love doing multi-sensory learning with our students. Why? Because multi-sensory learning makes it fun, right? Makes it exciting. Um, it makes it memorable. Helps the child to really remember those different strokes um, and connect with the brain. So let's take a look. And I would love to demonstrate, if that's okay with you, how sure. we use the, the double line blackboard for an activity called Wet Dry Try. But I got to tell you, I have a little guest that's going to help me. All right. And here comes my guest. Abracadabra, the <laughs> magic sea bunny. All right. And so why is the magic sea bunny here to help me? Well, the magic sea bunny is here to help me because we're going to take that magic sea and we're going to turn it into a different letter. And this is actually very similar to um, print where we take a magic sea. And if I take a magic sea and I fly up like a helicopter bump, back down bump, what letter did I just make? A. Ooh, an A. An A. So now I'm going to use that magic C stroke to connect three magic C letters, okay? Now the first step is the most important step, and this is the adult. Um, the adult helper is going to write the word or the letters that the child is going to be practicing in chalk. And I'm using a little tiny piece of chalk why? Not because I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm using a little chalk because I'm working on the child's grip, right? To hold that chalk the correct way. And so the first letter I'm going to write in the word dog is the letter D. So here we go. Magic C bunny. What should I do? Should I use a silly voice? Oh, okay. He says, all right, we're going to use a speaking voice. Do you see how everything I'm doing is fun and engaging? This makes it exciting for the child. So here we go. Magic C. Up higher, back down, bump, and travel away. And then from there, I'm going to turn it into an O. So I'm going to make another magic C. Come back down. And I'm going to turn it to keep on going and stop to turn it into an O. And travel. And now here comes one more magic C. Magic C. Up like a helicopter bump. Back down, turn, aim for the corner, and travel away. And so wow. there I have the word dog. So that's the teacher's turn. Now the child, they get to go and take a little tiny sponge, and they're going to trace directly on top. And we could say the words together. So let's do it together, everybody. Ready? Actually, that may be hard on Zoom. I'll, okay. You guys say it in your head, and I'll do it. <laughs> Magic C. Up like a helicopter, up higher, back down, bump, travel away, magic C, keep on going and stop, travel, magic C, up like a helicopter, bump, back down, curve, aim for the quarter and travel away. So now it's wet. 
right? Do we stop there? No. What do we have to do? We have to dry it with a little tiny piece of paper towel that I'm going to crumple up, but we're not going to dry it like this. I'm going to dry it through tracing each of those individual strokes, okay? So now the final step is the child gets to take their little piece of chalk. And do you see how we could still see the word dog there? We yeah. could still see the word dog. So I could go directly on top of it. Magic C. Up like a helicopter. Up higher. Back down. Bump. Travel away. Magic C. Keep on going and stop. I'm going to travel to the next letter to make that magic C turns into the letter G. And there you have it, Matt. What try try using the magic C and the magic C bunny. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for sharing that. What's awesome about that is it that they were writing, they wrote it at least three times and they were using the teacher model. That's fantastic. And but it but it begs a question, uh, Suzanne and Christina. So uh, uh, that sounds fun. It it seems fun, but as I think about um, my fellow educators who are listening and their plates are full and they're feeling a little stressed and, and burnt out, how can they add this to their schedule? I mean, again, these states are saying, hey, this is now a mandate uh, or their districts might be saying this is a mandate. How can they fit one this this handwriting thing into their already overloaded schedules? I would love to answer that question, Cheryl, because I think that is something that we have to take empathy with, right? Because they are um, filled every minute of the day. So when we think about this, really, it's something that can be incorporated throughout the day. Um, we can teach handwriting in about 10 minutes a day, but then reinforcing that handwriting within their language arts um, block, within their science or social studies block as they're writing. And that's really how we can infuse the curse of handwriting throughout the day. I love that. I love that idea. It's, I mean, so you're saying it's not one more thing. It's, it's just basically enhancing right. what they're already doing. Most I like definitely. That. Awesome. Well, I, I know something else that's on teacher's mind and that's the science of reading and, and many of the, many districts are shifting to the science of reading from balanced literacy or they're shifting uh, to structured literacy. Um, so how are handwriting and reading connected? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, and that's something that we've been taking a lot of interest in and, and looking into that. And, and research shows us that um, when children are actually forming letters by hand um, and while they're learning sounds, that really activates reading circuits in the brain. And that actually helps to promote literacy. So there are research studies that showed um, actually writing by cursive whether it was pen or pencil, is um, helping the brain to learn and remember and recall information better. So it's really activating both hemispheres of the brain. Mm. And, um, and that's showing that it's going to help uh, children with literacy and reading acquisition. That's awesome. And not only that, um, cursive also is going to activate the brain um, in areas that's important for memory, as well as encoding new information. Um, so that research is really promoting that when you write your notes by hand, you're going to 
better remember that information. And um, we see students talking about that all the time, especially like in college, right, Christina? Oh, yes. My, my own daughter, who is a freshman in college, called me this week and said, Mom, I need an iPad and I need a uh, pencil so that I can take notes on that iPad. And I said, well, just use paper and pencil. It's fine. She goes, but Mom, I would be using too much paper. I don't want to waste that. I don't want to, um, you know, I'm thinking about the trees. And I thought, okay, she's right. Um, she got me. So she, I did order an iPad because, and she said, I, she said, a lot of people in my classes are using their laptops, but I, I feel like when I'm writing, I'm remembering it. So yeah. then I had to go into all the research about um, that and how, how it's helping her with her memory and re recalling that information. She didn't want to hear that. She just wanted an iPad, but she is using that, you know, to recall that information. Wow. So a stylus works, works similarly. A stylus yes. and an iPad works just like pen and paper when it comes to memory, remembering what we write. Yes. And research is showing that. That is really, really awesome. Let me tell you, you guys have some really awesome and very cool uh, ideas uh, for our teachers and for our, for our students as well. Um, as we close, if you could just say one thing, just one thing to empower our teachers and school leaders, what would it be? Oh, that's a, that is a great question. Um, I think for teachers, your dedication and your commitment to helping children is truly inspiring. And it really takes you as a teacher and as an educator um, to bring this into the classroom, to bring cursive or bring writing into the classroom and make it fun for the children. And when you make it fun and they're learning at the same time, you are really helping to bring this life skill into their lives. And so cursive is a life skill that they're going to be using for the rest of their lives. They'll make it, you know, their own personal style, but you're really planting those seeds of that um, life skill into uh, these students' lives. And I'll add on to that. So once that seed is planted that Christina mentioned, I would say you want to let that seed grow, right? We want to let it grow and develop. We want the roots to become strong. And so how do we do that? Well, as a teacher, once you teach that skill, we want to practice that skill, right? It's like, it's like building a muscle. We want to keep practicing that skill so that the children use it and they don't lose it, right? So, so what do we mean by that to use it and not lose it? Well, that means we're going to encourage our students to write in cursive when they're taking tests, when they're writing essays in social studies or taking notes in science. But not only that, when you're writing a, a letter to grandma or a birthday card to your friend, write it in cursive, writing lists in cursive, right? Um, all of that will help the child to really, um, to, to not only um, really make that skill a solid foundation, but it will also provide a, so much meaning and it'll be a lifelong skill that that child will continue to have in their future. Well, awesome. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you all um, today. And really, uh, I want to just say thank you for all the work that you've been doing to support children and teachers and, and really changing their lives and giving them this amazing life skill. 
Thank you, Cheryl, for the opportunity to be here and talk about cursive handwriting and the importance of it in today's world. Thank okay. you so much, Cheryl. Thank you for listening to Literacy Matters Empowered Conversations. If you like this show and want more, visit our site at lwtears.com forward slash literacy matters, where you can watch video versions of each and every episode. Don't forget to tap the follow button so you don't miss an episode. Also, please help spread the word and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or your platform of choice. Your support is what keeps this literacy journey going.